Welcome to Inspired Men Talk, four solution-focused therapists born in four different decades who openly and honestly discuss their perspective on the issues surrounding men's mental health. The things that stigma says we don't talk about. And today we're talking about when does banter become bullying? So good afternoon, everybody. How are we all doing? I'm really well. I'm just wondering, because we're doing this on Zoom, whether physical actions are also banter. (laughs) And for those of you that don't know, Gary was polishing something with his hand there. My Um, head, because I've got no hair. (laughs) So let's let's look at, thank you, thank you for that start. Uh, Let's look at what is banter. Um, And I'm going to start with uh, you, Gary. And, and kind of move forward through the decades. So, Gary, what for you is banter? Um, it's a really difficult question, actually, um, what banter is, because I've seen it over the decades, and, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest one at this group, and banter for me is joking and ribbing and, and, and giving people a bit of a tough time, but within that realm of having fun but you know since we come up with this topic i've thought back about me and in different workplaces over the years and actually banter really has often got out of hand where it's become a we've weaponized it sometimes um without necessarily knowing so and then sometimes possibly even going actually it's easy fun to, to to pick on someone. So for me, I'm I'm actually quite confused nowadays what banter really is. I like a laugh, as we've just demonstrated. I like to joke with people I know, but it's about knowing them well enough to know what they can handle and what they can't and what they will be able to laugh at and laugh with rather than not, you know, I've seen now banter being thrown at people to score points and i think there's a level of you know and i'm gonna say this and i know it might offend a few listeners but you know when we're talking about men's mental health i think there's a level of willy waving with banter and i don't find that fun but i enjoy i love good banter so it's really a, a difficult thing to get right yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I can tell stories of my uncle used to work for BT and he tells a story where they had an apprentice and for a bit of a joke, they sellotaped him or duct taped him to the ceiling of a building. Mm. Um, and, you know, back then that was banter. Um, and, and yeah, I think you say very rightly there, it's weaponized. Um, and that that was I'm sure that that individual didn't find that to be a bit of a joke and a laugh not that I know him or or that but yeah Ben what about yourself you've worked with the police um, for a long time what for you is is banter so it's I think with banter it's about you know it's that kind of playful fun sort of teasing between you having a laugh and having a joke but I think it has that danger to stray quite quickly into um, picking on people's attributes and or, or you know areas where they're perhaps weaker in their abilities or skills that then when it starts to do that it takes a, a bit more of a sinister sort of twist to it and we start to find ourselves um you know probably doing it without realizing the impact and the negative impact it's having on that individual like think- uh, it's like when peter has a go at me about fighting with my uh it headphones every time every single session because they, they confuse me and peter laughs at me I mean, they what? are they are quite ridiculous but you know yeah. i kind of see his point yeah um, <laughs> um so yeah it's it's an interesting one you know banter in the police is a massive one it's there all the time it's it's a little bit more tricky now but um it, it is there and i've seen the good and the bad of it you know i've seen it carry people through really difficult jobs yeah uh, and it's it's an absolute necessity to help people cope with some of the trauma they've experienced and seen but i've seen it on the flip side where it kind of it's maybe banter between one or two people but other people jump on the bandwagon and then it becomes really personal 
and it becomes something that they, that person comes into the office every day and just gets ridiculed nonstop, which anybody experiencing that can understand how it brings you down. Yeah. Uh, and, and makes it an, un- an unfriendly place to come. So I think it's for it to be banter. I think it has to be a short lived thing on a particular experience that you've got going on and isn't a consistent dragging down or pointing out a failing. Go on, sorry, Peter. Thank you. I like the point that you made there, you know, that banter can start between two people and then a third person can kind of jump in and actually then it doesn't become banter. And that's, yeah. for, for me, banter is, is something that's shared between certain individuals. And then when others kind of jump in on it, it can then not become the banter piece. So it's quite intimate then? I, I think so. I, whenever I think of banter, it's with my friends. It's mm. not with people that I know as acquaintances it's it's with my friends and that's important isn't it because otherwise when that someone else says it to you who isn't someone you you get on with or isn't your mate or whatever you don't know how to take it yeah you know it, it might not be said in that good fun hearted way and you think actually they're being serious there's there's a couple i know christopher's got to have his opinion but there's a couple of points i've picked up there from what what you just said ben first of all the 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 stuff where you might have something to banter over today. It's funny. But then you meet them in a completely different space, in a totally different time, days, weeks later, and you're still using that as a piece of conversation, really, because you've not got more, but it's completely out of context and it's just putting the other person down because the context has gone. And the other thing, well, I don't know if it was Peter or Ben, really, is using that banter between friends and that's generally good banter i think generally but as someone who used to own bars and nightclubs the amount of time somebody would abuse somebody else with banter and then when that other person got upset and they're going oh it's only banter mate it's only a bit of banter what are you getting so uptight for and actually they were just picking on people because I was a bit steamed up or was a bit obnoxious or whatever they were. And as soon as they get called on it, they go, go and, sorry, I'm sorry, Gov, it was only a bit of banter. Didn't mean to upset people, but yeah, you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. it almost became an excuse. But before I yeah. carry on that, Chris, for you, um, what what is banter? Yeah, I mean, I think we're all touching on quite good points about where banter crosses the line. But actually, if we just bring it back to the question of what is banter, I mean, it is supposed to be this lighthearted back and forth between people that know each other and know where the line is. That for me, that's where banter is. I love a bit of banter, right? And I've experienced it through most of my life in different aspects. From when I was a young man in the army cadets, we all definitely had a lot of banter. And when you said about people being duct taped to the wall, and that reminds me of the practical jokes we used to pull on each other, whether it's taking out somebody's bed springs or doing all sorts of things like that. And as a youth leader now, you see that healthy banter that goes around. But then obviously you do get the point where, okay, somebody's got hurt because of something you've done or somebody's got upset. And I think if you're in a good space, if somebody says, hang on, that's going too far, people are like, okay, sorry, that's that's we're done. We won't, we won't touch that anymore. Then that's respectful banter, you know, if people can respect each other's boundaries. And people need to be able to feel comfortable saying, no, that's my line. That's enough. And that's, I think, where we start stepping into that gray area where where does it become bullying? It's when you are not, I think it's when you're not comfortable enough to be able to say, no, that's enough. You're stepping too far. I mean, I've worked in trades um, as part of my career. I was a landscaper. Definitely a lot of banter flying around on site then. And most of the time it was good. But you, you often had that one person that liked to, like it was mentioned before, wave his ego around and make banter his power over people. But it's okay because it's just banter. And if you don't take it, you're the problem, not me. Yeah. You know? yeah. Did, did, did you find, Chris, that working in that you know you work in the youth world you know the other three of us probably be don't so much but you work in that youth world do you think it helps build character helps people get ready for the big world absolutely i think it's a real key part of um being socially intelligent being able to have good banter 
and knowing where the line is of good banter. So understanding that, and sometimes you'll have to be pulled up, especially when you're young. I certainly was when, like I said, in the Army Cadets playing jokes on people that went a bit too far, you got pulled up for it. It's important to learn that part of social intelligence of how to do banter correctly and how to have that. It's really important at building friendships, I think. I was going to say, do you think people, when people take banter too far, do you think it's because a bit like what you said, Gary, that's kind of all they've got in their vocab or their, their bit to make people laugh and they do it the first time, it gets a laugh. And people think it's funny so they keep repeating it and kind of almost get stuck in that zone because they want to be part of the crowd they want to be part of the group but they're struggling what to say or do and then they push it and push it and push it until actually then it just becomes a problem and it crosses the line yeah i do mm. I, I think there's a, a level of that in there um but christopher's used a, a really good um term which is social intelligence and i think if you look at the people who, for a better word, use banter inappropriately in any of the circumstances we've already mentioned, it's because their level of social intelligence is fairly low. I think you make a good point, though, Ben. Sometimes it is the big alpha male ego-driven banter that causes the inappropriate. But I think you're right. I think sometimes people have that inappropriate banter or a persistent at this same thing because it once got my laugh and maybe it's because they are lacking in social intelligence but not because of the the big i am but because they genuinely don't know how to do it they and well, they want to be just, included yeah they just want to be part of the group they want to be involved so they just go oh that works i'll just keep doing that and unbeknownst to them they're causing an issue to somebody they don't mm-hmm. they they think it's funny they think it, everybody else is laughing and they don't know that they're doing it i think you've got the two people there so the ones that use it and the ones that don't realize that they're actually upsetting people so ultimately that comes down to a defensive behavior yeah 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 yourself about your headphones all the time i know what you mean leave my headphones alone <laughs> my head's so big anyway now that is, i feel like alan brazil now but i've heard you've got a big mirror that you have to check them in every day before you come on hey steady <laughs> don't have moons in my house have you seen the way i dress um so yeah i think there's a level of defensiveness in best form of defense is attack so let's use that to defend ourselves and that comes into a lack of confidence lack of social skills or a lack of confidence so you might have the skills but you're really lacking in confidence because you don't fit with this group so you try to get in the group by joining other people's banter, even though you don't know what the banter... It's like that in-joke, isn't it, when you don't quite get it, but you say it anyway. Well, I think, I think you know, that's exactly what was going through my head, the, the in-joke. Mm. And I was just thinking of, uh, about that because we see it, don't we? Two people have banter and they might have a, a little phrase or a word, but re- reality is what they're doing is taking the mickey out of somebody else. And that person probably doesn't realise it, but they're having a laugh but it becomes a bigger group banter and then there's one person who's the victim at the end of it all and then you know that's where it also goes wrong and and i think that leads really nicely because that's probably a really good example of what kind of makes it bullying but is there what what is it that you feel turns banter into bullying is there something else on top of that then i think you know if for me it's if you're talking about an individual, can you say it to that individual and have a laugh? Or that what you're talking about or, ha- or, or, or is the banter in essence, if you if that person it's about hears it, is it a problem for them? And I'll give you an example. Um, obviously, working in the police, we have writing rooms, big computer places where we all go sit to reports. Um, we used to have a box where you throw your batteries in every day and get a new battery off the machine and then those batteries get charged. Now, I was sat at the back of that room. It was quite empty. And two people came in. They were laughing and joking, messing about. One of them threw the battery from one side of the room into the box, got it imperfectly. But the other one, his comment was, that's a throw that Ben would have been proud of. But he couldn't finish that sentence because his colleague spotted me at the back of the room, gave him a glare, and he went, that would have been, and then stopped. So for me, if you can't say it to the person, then I think you're crossing a line. Uh, you know, I stood up and said, I said, what was it you're going to say? 
if you're going to say it, say it. Be prepared to say it to my face. Yeah. And, you know, the fact he did, I found it funny anyway. <laughs> but he crapped himself and didn't have the balls to say it. And therefore, if you haven't got that ability, I think that's where you start to stray into the danger zone. And then the opposite side of that is, like we said, that persistence of ridiculing someone and it loses the funny side. It just becomes a problem. Yeah, and I think I think that's a really good point, the, the, the point where other people get involved and, and then kind of take it to the level that wasn't originally there and wasn't originally intended. Um, hmm. So, yeah, that, that could be a big point. About yourself, Gary. Well, I, I think most banter and I'm trying to think, and I might be wrong, is based on somebody's weakness. Mm. So you've all been bantering with me, lightheartedly, I hope, <laughs> about my headphones and my the fact that I get tangled up with them and all sorts, and I quite often I can't hear anything because, like last podcast, I'd forgot to plug them in, and so they weren't working because I hadn't plugged them in. So it's down to quite often weakness, now, I know you guys quite well, and I know there's a level of respect, so I know it's banter. But actually, there's a level of people go, oh, you've got a weakness. I'm going to keep, you know, you've got a small, tiny cut. I'm going to keep pressing at that scab until it's over, and I'm never going to let it heal over. And I think it becomes bullying when somebody sees somebody's weakness and then uses that as a form of banter to continually play i'm better than you you've got a weakness you've got a weakness can continually show in somebody's they might be huge they might be massively successful but they've got one achilles heel and that person just presses that achilles heel the whole time because otherwise that person has got too many things on their side do, do you think that nicknames fall under that kind of remit no, I, I think it's whether you like a nickname. I come from X-Forces, X-Rugby, football, you know. Nicknames are great. I love nicknames, but it depends what the nickname is. Mm. If it's finding a nickname which is denoting somebody's failing and they're not comfortable with it, and I think Ben was absolutely right. If that person, and Christopher said it, that person's got to go, yeah, that really fits. I like my nickname. If you're calling someone a nickname and it's just not ever comfortable for them, then that's bullying them. I think it goes back to what we were saying. It's if you have to say, oh, it's only banter. If you have to use that as an excuse, then you've crossed the line. You've certainly pushed up against the line. If you're having to explain yourself, oh, it's only banter. Yeah. Eh? Come on, lighten up. Because yeah. that, that yeah. diminishes yeah. their yeah. right. To have a problem with it yeah lighten up it's only banter it's funny because people say you know if you have to explain a joke it's a bad joke and i know that because i have to explain most of my jokes <laughs> um you know so yeah you're absolutely right that's a really good thing if people having to say listen it's only banter then they're not they're not taking they're not listening they're not seeing the person then it's bullying or but they're then, looking to weaponize it i mean you could argue that the person that is taking the banter if you like is having a bad day and they something they would have taken lighthearted yesterday they're not taking lighthearted today so it's it's a difficult area i mean you could be your closest friend or family if you pick them on a bad day they're not going to take that banter so it, it but would you apologize yeah absolutely right and that's but, the difference yeah, yeah. that's what so i was going to say we do get it wrong all of us but hopefully would apologize yeah and back it off what do you think about people setting themselves up for banter though? So for example, mm -hmm. you're working in a big team and you tell that team that you like to sing to Disney songs and video yourself and post it on YouTube. And this is a you're guy. Not meant to, you're not meant to tell anybody about my, my past you know? times. And then, then gets the ridicule and the banter from the fact that everyone's laughing at him singing some Disney song. What, what song did you sing, Ben? <laughs> 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 So I, I that the way you just exampled it, I don't think that's a problem because that person has set themselves up for it. So maybe they just like the attention. So banter yeah, so attention is whether they set themselves up and then felt put upon. Yeah, which which that's came out that they got upset about it and they were like, 
why is everyone laughing at me? Why is everyone taking the mickey? Why does everyone keep bringing it up? It's something I really love and enjoy. Well, then, but yeah, that's a my take one, on it, it, though, is my take on it is what did you expect? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, a big group of blokes and you tell them that it's bound to create that kind of vibe of what is it, this about? But it all depends where it comes back to, because that's that like that's Billy Elliot. It's like you're not allowed to dance, you know. I, I, you know, girls aren't allowed to do this, do that, and well, girls can do anything they want, and so can boys, you know. And I think the difference is is how you say it and and who you say it to. There's got to be an element of that, I guess. I mean, you're right, absolutely right, um, because. Even me, as a scout leader, when I worked in the trades, you get stigma. You get a bit of, you get a bit of banter for it. You do, and I'm not going to not tell people that I do it because of the banter. I'll take it on the chin. Um, sometimes I've had some people, and it's normally the big chest thumping gorillas that do like to push that too far and do like to go very inappropriate with their banter. And it's just like, okay, that's not funny, but that's more of your problem than it is mine. I don't wouldn't take offence to that. So if somebody's going to be open about something they do and people are going to ridicule it, they've either got to be thick-skinned about it and say, well, I don't care what you think about it. This is what I like to do. Or they're going to have to, or they're going to, have to find another way of coping with it because you're always going to have somebody that wants to knock you down for doing something. And it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's singing Disney songs in the mirror or whether it's doing being a therapist. There's always going to be somebody that, has got a comment about that in your life. And I, I've had that with most things I've done. There's somebody who's going to call you out for it because it doesn't fit what they consider as to be manly or right. And that's their issue as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but what if it's not their issue because you've now been upset by that? Well, well it goes back to if you if if you're able to say, actually, no, don't do that, it's upsetting me, and they're like, oh, sorry, mate, I didn't realise. Let that be the end of it. Then great. If they can't do that, then they're bullies. And mm. that's unacceptable, as we all know. Nobody's going to condone bullying and say, no, well, that's that's their, your fault. It's not theirs. They, they mm. shouldn't be allowed to tell you that you're a big softy for doing whatever you do. So uh, one mm. of the things that I've kind of heard a lot more of recently is people kind of taking offence where none is given. Um, and I don't know what your thoughts are on that. You know, if if someone's doing banter and there is no offence given, and but people take offence at it, does have, have has anyone had any kind of experience of that? What's what's your thoughts on that? Uh, that I think you've just opened a can of worms with that one. I think it makes a really good point. I think when you say no, that banter is offensive. I don't think that's the statement that you should be making. It's like if you say a bad a, a bad joke, if you like, if you come out with a joke that may offend somebody it's not an offensive joke but you've offended so if if you say a joke and it's offended me it's offended me it doesn't mean it's offensive for everybody i think that's a good thing to make a point of it's not yeah. offensive but you may offend someone does that make sense it, it does i had an english teacher and when we were studying hamlet she would say you can you cannot say that this book is boring you can say, I find it boring, and I'll accept that. But you can't say it's boring because it's not. And it's mm. very similar. You you can't say that is offensive. You can say, I find that offensive. Yeah. And I think that's that's a valid response. But to say that something is offensive when actually no offense or no, no profanity or anything has been given, and I think that's more about the individual receiving the message than it is about the message that's being given. Taking that slightly differently then. Okay, so me and you are having banter. Yep. Chris takes offence to what we're saying. Where do you put that then? It's a good point, Ben, because like that kind of goes back to the point I was trying to make. Yeah, so you wasn't trying to be offensive, but I was offended. So do I raise my hand and say, whatever you guys are talking about, I don't like that. Does that open me to attack or do you guys go, oh, sorry, we'll, we'll take our conversation elsewhere or, oh, we won't ever say it again? I mean, that's a really good question, Ben, because I don't know how to answer that. And Does that third person have a right to be involved? Yeah, Can absolutely. they be offended? Well, they just mind their own business? Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, I mean, again, going back to when I used to work on sites and things like that, you would hear two people that were very close work together every day and they would have atrocious banter between each other. And it's like, my God, could you imagine if anybody ever said something like that to me? And well, it didn't offend me. It was just like, wow, somebody spoke to me like that. I might have something to say about it. But they got on with each other quite fine to do it. So, But uh, but uh, for me, that there's so many different varieties of that because if two people were talking about things, if I don't know how to word this without offending people, but people were being really bigoted. They were being really sex or really racist or really homophobic that might be their conversation but their conversation is not morally right because it would hurt other people but if they were just their opinions about whether we should be in brexit or we should be in europe or not or whether we should be involved in nato whatever that's an opinion so i i guess it's the context of the conversation but the challenge is, and this is probably because I'm old, I know you guys love the banter that bit, um, people are offended for the sake of being offended mm. in some circumstances. So we don't know what is offensive or not because everything now, you know, if I, you know, don't open a door for someone, I'm wrong. If I open a door for someone, I'm wrong. So, you know, if I, I I know the first time I had a detailed conversation with Ben, I said, and what does your wife do? And I haven't forgot that. And he went, (laughs) husband. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) How have I upset him? Have I offended him? And of course, Ben being Ben, you know, he just took it and it was like nothing had happened. But I put down here on my little notepad in front of me, unconscious bias. And so many people have unconscious bias. But then ben, is that, does that cross the line, though? If, is, is that something that we... I mean, Ben took it very well. and you, But he could be really you, offended like, He that. could have been over, really offended, but how do we get around that? I mean, if it's unconscious bias, it's, it's a very so, tricky one, isn't it? I look at that though. That's you know that's day to day conversation. That wasn't you going out the way to make a point or be funny about it. No, but you could have been offended. I, I'm going to be really blunt. If people are offended by you asking or, or or implying that, then they need to grow a pair. I'm sorry, that's just day to day life. You know, get over that. If you're deliberately making it a problem and deliberately picking on someone, fair enough. Um, you know, and it's a, a similar to what I was saying about that third wheel. You know, if I take that conversation in the bathroom and Chris had said to me, oh, that was a camp for Oben or whatever. And I said, oh, thanks, babes, and walked out the room. But Peter was offended by it. There's nothing to be offended by in my book. That's between me and Chris. And we're happy with that. And we weren't being racist or whatever. That was just us having a laugh in our own relationship. Because you're completely secure. Well, probably, um, yeah. I mean, I guess I suppose for one degree, yeah. I, I'm, I've always had that sort of attitude of, I'm me. Doesn't matter what you think. So Absolutely. if everybody's if everybody's completely secure in who they are, there's bantering being no more than banter because you I, can't bully somebody who's completely secure in themselves. No, I like, think there are, hmm. I think there are times where people will go out of their way to push somebody down until breaking point because it makes them feel better and right. you know, use banter. I'm I'm quite interested to see what Peter thinks about the using jokes. I mean, ex comedian. I mean, you see comedians all the time getting in trouble for questionable jokes. When does a joke become too far past that banter line? So my my view on this one is that there should be nothing that you shouldn't joke about or shouldn't be able to joke about, because once you start joking about things, you can start talking about things. And mm. I know that there's a lot of comedians that get faced with um, people that have gone through situations. So something happened to Reg D. Hunter, where he did a show in Edinburgh and he did some rape jokes. And a woman came up to him after the show and went, that wasn't funny because I've been raped. Now, his correct response should have been, I'm really sorry, they were jokes. I do apologise if I've offended you because of what's happened to you. But he didn't. He continued being jokey about it and started to take the mickey out of her situation. And that then became uh, unacceptable. 
Mm. But when you're on a stage, you, from my perspective, you should have the freedom to be able to say whatever you want because you're there to entertain. And some people will laugh at your jokes and other people won't laugh at your jokes. Um, and one of the things that Bill Hicks used to say was, your audience will find you. So if people are offended by you, they don't need to come to the next show. They don't need to, you know, they can review you and, and kind of walk away from it. Well, Billy um, Colony had a career where he was going to, you know, he was offending so many people in the church and things like that in these early years. Um, and he said exactly that. And I know um Jalili, Omid Jalili has, you know, yeah. he's got so many issues because he's Iranian and he's massively against the way they're treating women in yeah. Iran. But does that then start politicalizing it and it banter becomes bullying or political statement? Uh, so again, for me, it's comedy. It's not politics. It's not sexism it's not discrimination it's comedy it's there for for fun it's there the 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 whole purpose of a comedian standing up is there to try and make people laugh i think you made a really good point though when you said that being able to joke about it opens a conversation yeah i think that was an amazing point you made there because actually when you think about it all these comedians and actors and actresses that have gone and pushed those boundaries and cr crossed those lines that we shouldn't cross, they've now raised a light, shed a light onto some subjects that otherwise were just being brushed under the rug. We don't talk about it, let alone joke about it. They've yeah. forced that into the limelight and actually now things have changed. Uh, yeah. so, so I'm hearing both sides of that because I'm hearing therefore they're it's becoming a politicalized statement or actually it's actually a community benefit because by using comedy you can stand up and make a point without being too barbed uh, you know being too individualized with it you can just be a general funniness around an important point which then people can talk about so whether that's social value or political value it's starting a conversation. Yeah, and I think it's it's trying to take the negative emotion out of a particular subject yeah. by making people laugh about it. That's a good point. Um, I think the point that you made, Peter, about, you know, from a comedian perspective, I think one of the big factors as well is that people can choose to listen to you or not. Hmm. I think when you're in the workplace, if you're in a team or whatever, they don't have that choice, and that's a big difference as well. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, very much so. Sorry, but, uh, sorry, Gary. No, I mean, one of the things which really made it apparent to me was I was having some work, building work done here where I'm based, and there was a, a you know, the guy who was the builder, and there was a guy who was the, uh, you know, the helper. Labor. And he was labourer. He was well into his late 20s, maybe early 30s, and, you know, not necessarily the sharpest tool in the toolbox I had, but that's probably unfair. And the guy who was the builder was relentless, relentless, having a go at him about everything in banter terms. And it's like, well, come on, you can't take a joke, you know. And then the builder left. And the guy said, what are you doing here? And I've told it's all around mental health and I'm a therapist. And we spent an hour having a conversation how he'd recently come off cocaine and then he'd lost this and he'd lost that. I mean, the guy was a mess. And the builder was just taking every single opportunity to keep putting the guy down. He wasn't a very nice builder. He wasn't a very smart builder. He was loads of different things going on. And he was using banter to keep the play the bloke the young lad in his place mm. he never taught him anything not in my sight so it's just like actually i see quite a lot of people put down in using the word banter yeah i think it's misused a lot as well it, it, it's, as we've as we've highlighted you know where people have gone oh well it's only banter you know if you have to say it's only banter it probably wasn't banter um but I'm mindful of, of time here. And so do we think that banter is changing in the workplace? Because I, I know <clears throat> that the law has changed 
in respect that if you go to an evening's work do and you say something that someone gets offended at, they can actually sue the company. And that was never the case when I was kind of, yeah, 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 that's the case. Because it's technically a work event, you're technically at work. So legally, if you say something in a, a an evening out with a work colleague, that can actually become a work issue. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, my view is, what what's your views on that? Does Is... is banter changing is is that whole kind of perception change because i know it, it stopped me from trying to mm. kind of use the banter to to or or connect it stopped me trying to connect because i you know my brain goes comedy first sensible second so what about we, yourself do you well a couple of points i need to make out is the next time we all get together I need to remind Ben of that because he is so inappropriate. And then Bullshit. The, fact that, <laughs> the, the fact that you said comedy first, sensible later, we've never seen the sensible. So <laughs> we're still waiting for that one. Um, yeah. I think it is changing. You know, the way we treat ladies is different. The way we treat children is different. The way we treat people generally is different and i know that i've certainly changed and i'm possibly more mindful but i'm not sure enough work's done i think there's still a lot of unconscious bias where people are doing it and people are worried about what they should say so almost that encourages it to be worse because i can't say that so i'll pretend to say this and it, it, it we're not sure how we should behave and i think that is it you know, it should be changing, but I think it's just getting more confusing. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's got a, a situation where we're potentially stifling people who do jobs into into this situation where they they can't really have that laugh at work, and it all becomes a bit too serious. And, and then that, mm. I think that negatively impacts on everybody's mental health. When you know we've got to be able to have some outlet some way of diffusing bad situations or releasing steam when you've been through something that's a challenge or a nightmare. And I think we can get too caught up in this, not going to happen ever at all. And so we end up in this situation where I think if we, if it's not managed correctly, it creates a situation where we don't actually achieve anything. We just create a negative environment for the whole workforce. Yeah. And, 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 that's wrong. We've got to be able to have a laugh in life. We've got to be able to have humour, but whilst respecting other people and different values and opinions and views. And I think you make a really, really good point there that actually banter is a useful thing. It's camaraderie. It's it's what friendships come out. It's so many things that are good for an environment. Um, saying, is it getting better? I think it's changing. I think it's I think banter is, there's two things. I think, I don't think banter's changed. I think banter has always been that camaraderie that you're speaking of, Ben. I think banter has always been that way that we overcome challenging situations and build camaraderie. But I think what has changed is the things that were inappropriate but acceptable once upon a time. So the things, the sexism, the bigotism that were almost accepted once, as what they were now the people that don't want to change are now saying that those things are part of banter when they never were mm. yeah yeah they're using the things that shouldn't be acceptable anymore they're using banter as a way to keep up with those mm. so i think it's the people that can't let go of the fact that some things need to change some things were inappropriate they're now letting that come forward as banter and they're yeah. using banter as an excuse to be a bully and to be ego-driven and to be all those nasty things that we now know are not acceptable. But if they say, oh, it's only banter, then they think that that's a way to get around it. I yeah. That's, that, that's the thing that's changed. I love that. Yeah. That's a really it's a really nice point. I think a very valid point. Um, so I think we're, we're getting close to time. So mm. I'll ask one final question of you all. How do you feel this whole banter bullying uh, aspect impacts on men's mental health? So 
men's mental health um, and banter is, I think, it's critical. I think it's really important. You know, this conversation has been really, really good for, you know, to listen to again, and I'm sort of processing... And actually, all the way through my career, from being in the Air Force from 16, from running nightclubs and bars, being involved in rugby, but being around men, it really, we're, you know, we are built slightly differently, I guess. We, we certainly think we have been. And using banter, it's able enabled us to have those conversations without directly having those conversations. So if someone's going for a really bad relationship, we'll take the mick. Well, we bring in some level of teasing or banter so we can have that conversation without frontally talking about it. So it enables everybody to express their feelings about stuff. So when it's used in a way to help start a conversation, and I think it's really did that in, in, I think it's really done that in a lot of circumstances. However, when somebody hears somebody's weakness and then uses it to keep poking out a pain issue, then it's not so useful. And it can be massively detrimental. I think a lot of suicides start as somebody being bantered at or somebody's being pointed out their lack of ability. And then because they're in a bad place, they, you know, they, they feel marginalized and a burden and things like that. So I think banter is really good for men's mental health because it gives us the ability to have conversations in a in a way we do. However, some people abuse it, just like everything in life. You've got good and bad. Yeah, thank you. And Chris, what are your thoughts um, on how banter, bullying, what's the impact on men's mental health? Yeah, I think we've touched on this a lot um, already. Um, and it is, I think, when it comes to those times where people can't speak out, where they don't feel like they can say that's enough or that's affected me or it's bothering me because they've been told you have to take banter from somewhere. Particularly, I think, with young men. I think it's, I think it's a problem with a lot of men and a lot of people, but I think particularly with young men, um, in certain um, professions, particularly, like Gary mentioned earlier about the builder that he had, I think they're typical of this situation where you've got that, I keep going back to that alpha male situation, and you've they've, they've got to keep pushing these other people back and making sure they know their place and making sure they know their weaknesses and making sure that they've always got that authority over them by using that method of banter. I think that's seriously damaging to young men's mental health and to, and to anybody who has to experience it. But I mean, I think we've all probably been in a job or in a situation where we've felt that, where we felt that banter from somebody that's actually quite upsetting us, but we can't say anything because it's only a joke. So I think that's the stage where it's really affecting people and it's affected me in the past. And I'd like to, I, I assume it's probably everybody's been in that situation at some point in life, whether it's very small or very large, it it's, does have a massive impact on your mental health when you can't escape it. I think that's the big thing. And I think today with particularly young people and alike social media, the banter carries, carries on going, following you home. And I think when you can't escape that banter and when you can't say no more it's going to be really affecting you do, do you do you think at that point for those people and i've been one of those people i i've had in my times a lot of banter pushed at me which actually i felt was being you know i was being bullied i've been there do you think at that point is when you bring yourself or you you take action where you go and talk to somebody else a third party and I'm not talking about reporting people or going to, I'm actually looking, you know, a professional like what we do in our day-to-day -day job, you know, should those people who feel a level of persecution from other people's banter and don't feel in a place to take action against that person is to go and then talk it through and express how they feel to somebody else to help, to, to help them psychologically to, gain a better perspective and maybe some confidence 
I think that's the key word there, confidence. If, if somebody had the confidence maybe to just say that's enough, because I think in certainly in the things that I've experienced, 90% of the time, even if it's not me personally watching it from an outside, 90% of the time, when or if that person does stand up and say, actually, guys, this constant joke is really bothering me, everybody will go, mate, I really didn't think it was, sorry. And we won't do it anymore. 90% of the time in the people that I know, mm. that's been the case. But you always have that 10% where they go, oh, shut up, mate. It's only banter. Deal with it. But I think having that confidence just to be able to say that, like I say, 90% of the time, everybody is like understanding and sorry, guys. It didn't really didn't mean to upset you. We thought you were laughing too. Yeah. You know, so I think if they don't feel they can have that, then yeah, going and speaking it out with somebody else might just give them that confidence to be able to say, listen, this is really, really bothering me. And it might make the change. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think I, I don't want to open up the different conversation because we are coming to an end, but I think social media plays a big part with this now as well, because I, I remember seeing something that was posted by Michelle Pfeiffer, I think, that said, you know, when Gary, you and I were kids, you did something wrong or you, you know, you had this bit of banter. You went home and it got forgotten about, you know, a week or two weeks later. But nowadays everybody gets their cameras out and it's on the internet and it's there forever. Um, and that, you know, that social bullying, that social media bullying, mm -hmm. um, it's a different conversation and yeah. we'll come to it at another time. But I think that has a yeah. huge impact. For me, banter, because I see banter as a very positive thing, the bullying side of it is when it's going wrong. I think banter is just essential for men's mental health because it helps you to build your tribe people that have the mm. same sense of humor as you people that are going to laugh at the same things that you're going to laugh at people that you can build connections with um and it and it doesn't go too far because it's you and your tribe yeah that's what banter for me is it it can never go too far when it when it's turned into bullying that's when it's gone too far right and that no longer for me becomes banter that's something separate that is the bullying side of it so mm. um, I'm a big fan of banter. I think it's really important. You just need yeah. to know the boundaries. It's interesting because some of the, the, the circumstances, almost the rules around it. So if you take it to a bigger aspect, almost a tribal aspect, when I used to have bars and clubs and that, I had a place right next to Leicester City Football Ground. It was, mm -hmm. They were my next-door neighbours, and I had one next door to Leicester Tigers Rugby Ground. Right. And... With the football, just couldn't let any away fans in. Yeah, it would become so hostile, so violent. Couldn't let them in. With when Leicester Tigers were at home, everybody was welcome. And before the match, it was fifty-fifty who was in there. People from all walks of life supported any team they wanted, and they used to drink together, and they used to banter with each other they used to and afterwards they'll go did you see that your player this this player that and they was laughing and bantering and it was just like with the football if one of those things had been put forward it would have caused a fight yeah. now i'm a massive football fan and i wouldn't have been involved in a fight but i know even my attitude would be slightly different maybe because my expectation of the away fan would be different to the expectation of a rugby fan who's an away fan. And so my expectation was more hostile, you know, in a way, you know, my defensive mechanisms were more alert Yeah, because football tends to have more violence, maybe because I grew up in the 70s, 60s and 70s, where there was a lot of football violence. So you had to keep him segregated. We were segregated by big metal fences in football but rugby anybody can go anywhere so the expectation is very different so there's two sides to this for me so one of the sides is the bit that i talked about which is around actually we need it for the outlet to help mental health uh, particularly when we're you know we're dealing with bad things or we're seeing stuff or we've got those challenges coming along you know we've all been there perhaps when we're overwhelmed with a particular situation and someone comes and makes a joke or takes the mickey out of you and it just lifts the mood just lifts you um but i think if we look at what we talked about where it can cross that line 
and we start to go from that fun to actually it's repeated ridicule or it, it becomes personal and and offensive then we end up in a situation where actually people can't talk people get shut down people feel they can't work with the people that trust the people they work with don't want to be part of that team because they just belittle me all the time or you know they've been horrible to me and it makes people go introverted shut down and not really talk about it so i think it has a place in one one side of it in terms of mental health but I guess it's you know it comes back to that difficult question of where where is banter changing into bullying and that comes to that same point where does it then cross that line and become bad for mental health and does it you know probably from Chrissy's point of view from the trade side of it can you talk honestly in the trades about your mental health or is it that that ridicule of banter's there and that's going to stop it and it's not worth it just bottle it up and don't take it out I mean I think that that's very much dependent on situation i mean we've touched on it a few times it's about the environment isn't it it's about the environment and the people you're with whether or not banter is very good for your mental health or whether the people around you are causing it to really negatively impact your mental health and i think there is so much to be said for both sides of that coin i really do um yeah I think, though, finally, though, the agreement from what I've heard is banter, when done well, is good and part of what we do. And bullying, regardless, is bad for men's mental health or anyone's mental health. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Gents, thank you very much. It's been a really fascinating conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, And we hope that you've enjoyed it, too. And please join us for our next episode of Inspired Men Talk. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the podcast that proves men do talk. If you would like more information or support, then please visit inspiredtochange.biz. Where you can learn more about us and the Inspired to Change team. And remember, the conversation continues on our social media, Inspired Men Talk. Thank you.